it's always a schot to, uh, to present in this uh, wonderful seminary every year. I think I've been here for a couple of years now, and uh, you're wonderful, Menahelis, and you're... Uh, if I use my Ashkenaz uh, words, you'll forgive me, because sometimes people hear my recording and they say, would you stop trying to sound Sardi? Nobody's buying into it. So I think I'll just speak normally, as, as I define normally, and uh, you'll, I, I'm sure, understand uh, what I'm saying. But it's always wonderful to be here. Uh, year after year, I see uh, you know, the growth and the, uh, the development of this, uh, this Makam Torah, and... Uh, it's phenomenal, and it's uh, always the girls are so attentive and well behaved, and uh, and and in in tune with what with what I'm saying. So it's always uh, it's tremendous to come here, and I thank you for the invitation. Okay, so we're gonna start with a Rambam. The Rambam is in Hilchas Tshuva, Perak Gimel Halacha Gimel. And the Rambam says something very, very strange, and I'm going to ask you a question. So have your antennas up, okay? And if you get the question that I want you to ask me, then I may give you a, if it's a really, if you say it, and it's exactly what I want, then I'm going to give you one of my books. Okay, I bought three books with me, and I have three books to give away, but it has to be right, okay? There's, when, I, when I give this to younger children, then even if it's close, then I'll give it. But here I'm going to be very, very strict. So um, the Rambam says as follows: Hilchas Tshuva, v'chol shana v'shana, shaykhlin avaynes kol echad ve'echad mibay elam im zuchuyesav. Biyantiv shorash shana, on the yantiv of Rosh Hashana, Hakadosh Baruch Hu judges us. We all know that, and he weighs and he measures the zuchusim that we have versus the avonas, versus the averus that we have. So we all, I guess, grew up with the pictures in our Murrah's classrooms of the scales, and we have mitzvahs on one side, averus on the other side, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu weighs how many mitzvahs we did this past year versus how many averus that we didn't. Everybody has to go through this din on Rosh Hashanah. Mi shenimtza tzadik, Whoever is found to be a tzaddik, meaning that you have more mitzvahs than averus, nechtam l'chayim. They are immediately on Rosh Hashanah inscribed l'chayim. You get life, wonderful new year, mitzvah Hashem, shana tova, everybody's going to be healthy and happy, everything that you wanted is going to happen, you're going to live, it's going to be an amazing year, if you're a tzaddik. Umisha nimtza rasha, but if the sins versus the mitzvot were weighed and found that you had more sins than Averis, chas v'shalom, and you're found to be a rasha, nechdam lemisa. That person, lo'aleinu, would be inscribed not in life for the coming year. The habenani and the benani, that person that's 50-50, that has exactly the same amount of schuyot and avonot. So then, what happens to the benni? Toilen oisai adyam akiporim. That benni is sort of dangling. It's he's held in obeyance, or she's held in obeyance, sort of in limbo from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur. The days that we're find that we find ourselves in right now. These ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. 
these are ten days that are tluyim ve'emdim. We are we are we are sort of in the middle. We don't know what's our fate. Im tshuva nechdam l'chayim. Says the Rambam, if you do tshuva now during this ten day period, aserasim tshuva. This is the time to do it. If you do tshuva, your nechdam l'chayim, you are inscribed for life like the tzaddik was already in Rosh Hashanah, the tzaddik and the Rasha, they already, they're done. Their business is over. Rosh Hashanah, they already either decided they're going to live or they're not. The Benini, the person that's 50-50, is Tzluyim and undecided. If he does tshuva, says the Rambam, then he's going to be inscribed for life. V'imlav nechdam lamisa. But if he does not do tshuva, he is nechdam lemisa. Then he gets death. Now, does anyone have any problem with the with the words of this Rambam? That we see so many people that are shayim that don't die every year. Okay, that's a very good question. That that's not the question that I wanted, but that is an excellent question, and that's way above my pay grade. I don't have the answer. That's a question that has been bothering me for many, many, many years, but I don't know. That's a great question. You might get a book if no one else gets one at the end, but okay. <laughs> That's also a good question because we don't know, we don't, because they don't know what they are. At Sadiq in Russia, we're hoping that, you know, if you're, if you're, you don't know. So maybe, you know, you can't assume that you're at Saad. You can't assume that you're a Russia. So everybody has to go through the motions. We'll get to what you're saying later at the end, but that's also a very good observation. Okay, that's another good question. These are very, these are very big philosophical questions that I don't have the answer to. I think the simple answer might be that Maybe Hashem wants to keep them around, you know, you know, the Russia needs to be around for some reason. The Tzaddik, even though he should be around, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes him away for whatever. Hashem has his Cheshbonot, but this is like all things being equal. Without any other Cheshbonot, this is what would happen. So if we're saying that, um, that I'm going to be 50-50, why would anyone do the job? Ooh, you were so close. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, why would so I mean, that's true, but like, that's not what I want to know. One more, come on. Oh, yeah. What? What did you say? Then that's another good question. Let, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to like, uh, let me just, maybe I didn't present. Okay. I'm going to ask them in a hell in a second. I got to give this book a Okay, let, let me let me let me I'll, I'll I'll let me let me redress it, okay? Let me redress it. The Ramam is saying that people that are tzaddik and Rasham, they're they're done already. Their business is over. Rashana, they were they were set. Bainanim and the way we define a bainanim and the Ramam defines it is that it's mechtzal mechtzal. They have 50% Mitzvahs versus fifty percent averus, right? You have, yeah. What is the problem with the fifty? Exactly. 
But it is. Let's assume, for example, let's let's assume that it's fifty-fifty exactly. Let's say it's let's. Let's say it's 50-50 exactly. Okay, stop raising your hand. You're making me crazy. All right. Let's say it's 50-50 exactly, okay? It's 1,775 mitzvahs versus 1,775 averis, okay? Now is a to You got to do what? What do you have to do in order to get... You got you to do what? You do more, more mitzvot, right? So what's my question? What? Why do you need tshuva? Why can't I just... Daven a little bit more. Why can't I give more tzedakah now? Why can't I just, uh, I don't know, drive a mitzvah tank or something and like, like get people to do, you know, to, to put on, on tefillin every day? Why do I need to do tshuva? The Rambam is very specific. The Rambam is telling us that you need one mitzvah and one mitzvah only, and that's the mitzvah of tshuva. Now, that doesn't really uh, make too much sense to me. It's, the Rambam should say, okay, it's mechta, mechta, the, the scales are, 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 are mamish, like, balanced perfectly, and you want to tip the scales towards yours chusim, so what do you got to do? The Rambam should say, do a mitzvah. Do, a, do any mitzvah that you can. I don't know, be, honor your parents more, honor your rabbeim more, your, your maros more, uh, you know, whatever, any mitzvah, you know. Do a mitzvah. Why does, why is, but the Rambam said, no, no, no. You have to do the mitzvah of tshuva. Now, I'm not. I'm all for tshuva. It's a great mitzvah, but it's one of 613 mitzvahs. There's 612 other mitzvahs that a Jew could perform that would work, presumably. Is that a good question or not? Yes. Any answers? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's your name? I'm going to give you a choice. If you really got the first shorter, but I have to feed it, but okay. so I'm going to give you a choice. We have Great Jewish Inspiration. I feel like a game show host. <laughs> great Jewish Wisdom or Great Jewish Photographs. Which one? This is the best one. Enjoy it. Okay. We got two more, so don't give up. Okay? We're still, we're still good. Okay, so what this young lady just said is, is a beautiful answer. This is the answer that's given by Reb Itzla Petterberg. Reb Itzla Petterberg, or Reb Yitzchak Blazer, was one of the great Balei Musar, who is one of the Talmidim, the, the three top Talmidim of a Bishal Salanter. I would give a free book away if you would be able to tell me the other two, or even one other main Talmud of a Bishal Salanter. No. Yeah, it's, that was, uh, it was, uh, no. Okay, so, so um, right, let's keep going. So the answer that was given was that he gives, this is his famous question of Itzla Blauser and his Sefer, and he gives this answer. He says that the chutzpah, the audacity of a person during this time of year, when Hashem is presenting on a silver platter the opportunity for us to repent. Repenting isn't like a pain, oh my gosh, i got to repent. Repain, re- repentance, tshuva, is the greatest gift that Hashem could give us. We don't want to go up to Shamayim, or we don't want to have weighing on us a million averis, all the words of Lashon Hara that we spoke, and all the things that we did wrong, and, and the things that we... That, all those averis, we want to rid ourselves of them, and 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us an opportunity, and especially during the Aser Yisrael Mechuba, this is what we're supposed to do. And if you do it, then great. If you don't do it, if you have the opportunity to do Tshuva, Hashem is saying, listen, I know you did a ton of Averis, you were really bad this past year, but I'm going to give you a free pass, just do Tshuva. And you say, mm, I'm going to take a pass, thanks. Nice gesture, but not for me, not right now. Maybe some other time. That chutzpah, that audacity, that temerity that a person has an opportunity to chuba and you say to the king, no thank you, you're given like a, a get out of jail free card and you say to the warden of jail, like, no, I'm going to stay in jail, which is really the muscle that Rabbi Yaina brings in a Shari Chuba. No, that doesn't work. So you could do all the mitzvahs in the world, says Rabitzla Pataber. You could do every single mitzvah, but that won't outweigh the fact that you did not do chuva. If you don't do chuva, that's it. You're done. That, that, that itself is, marks a person as a Russia, and you will not get a, a, a new year that's Nechtam Machayim, that you're sealed for life, because how can you? You're not, you're not in the camp of tzaddikim. Sorry. Any other ideas? I gave you a few minutes to think about another answer. Whoa, this, we have like the G'dayle Adar here. All right, which one do you want? I mean, which one looks better? Okay. Here we got one more. Don't worry. Okay, that's the other, uh, that's the uh, second answer. The second answer is that let's say I do a mitzvah right now. Let's say there's a tzedakah box and I put a dollar into the tzedakah box. What year is that counted as my schus for? This year. This year, right? Rosh Hashanah we had already. Now we're in Tavshin what? What, what year is it now? Tavshin Pei Gimel, right? We're in Tavshin Pei Gimel. And so now Hashem has his book, Kaviachal of Tavshim Pei Gimel, and he said, oh, he just gave Tzedakah, he's going to take that book off of the shelf, and that's a mitzvah that's inscribed in Tavshim Pei Gimel. It's not going to go back to Tavshim Pei Beis. That scale of 50-50 is a scale of Tavshim Pei Beis. That's a 50-50 scale then. I could do all the mitzvahs this week, but that doesn't help last year. As soon as Rosh Hashanah comes in, as soon as the sun sets on Rosh Hashanah night, that book of Tavshim Pei Beis is back on, that's on the shelf, that's history. Now you can go into Tavshim Pei Gimel, and we could do mitzvahs in this year all we want, that's wonderful, but, but it ain't going to help you for last year. There's only one mitzvah that will help you for last year. What's that mitzvah? Teshuvah. Why? Because if you think about it, Teshuvah is the only mitzvah that you do today that affects yesterday. Think about it. If let's say I have charatai, I say, listen, oh my gosh, I spoke so much Lashon Hara and Tavshin Bebez, I feel horrible about that. Now, first of all, I get a mitzvah. The mitzvah probably is now. I probably get a mitzvah in Tavshin Begimel. But what am I doing? I am uprooting an Avera from Tavshin Bebez. When I think, and I have sincere regret, real charata, that I spoke Lashon Hara and Tavshim Pei Beis, what Hashem does is He takes the book of Tavshim Pei Beis off the shelf and He erases it. 
he erases that Avera of Lashon Hara from the whole book of Tavshin Bebez. Now the scales are tipped in my favor of Tavshin Bebez because now I have more mitzvot and Averas. So it's really a brilliant answer. This is the answer of Rav Aaron Kotler. Rav Aaron Kotler was the Shiva, which Yeshiva? BMG, very good. Lakewood. So this is the answer that Rav Aaron Kotler gives. So, so far we have Rav Itzla Petterberg, we have Rav Aaron Kotler, and we have Benot Shari Bino that were Mechavein to the two greatest Gedalim of the past hundred years. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Very impressive. Is that good so far? So we have two very, very important answers. First, the first answer was what? The first answer was that the chutzpah of not doing tshuva now uh, is so bad that any mitzvah that we do would not help what we're trying to accomplish to tip the scales. The second answer was that any mitzvah can tip the scales, but not because of the chutzpah of not doing tshuva. It's because I can't go back to last year. That last year's books are closed. There's no way for me to reach back in time. Doing mitzvahs today is just going to help me in Tavshin Pei Gimel. It's not going to help me in Tavshin Pei Bez. There's only one mitzvah that I can do in Tavshin Pei Gimel that could reach back to Tavshin Pei Bez. That's the mitzvah of Chua. By me sincerely regretting doing Avera X, Y, or Z, I could actually go back and uproot that Avera. And you know something else? If you do a, if you do Chua Me'ava, and not, you're not doing tshuva because just you're scared of what might be the punishment, but you actually are doing tshuva because you love Hashem and you can't bear to not be close to Him. You know that the, that the Averis are like a separation wall between you and Hashem, and I, I can't live with that, and I want to do tshuva because I love Hashem so much. So the rabbis say that the Averis that we did, let's just use that example of Lashon Hara, that's such a terrible Avera in Tavshim Pei Beis, it actually gets flipped over to what? To a mitzvah. You're actually getting a mitzvah. Every time you spoke Lashonara and Tavshim Bebez, if you do tshuva really, really well, it's considered as chut for you. Why it's as chut, that's a whole other class. We don't have time for that, but that's another very, very important uh, concept to know about and to think about, but that is um, the answer of Rav Aaron Kotler. And finally, we're going to give a third answer. It's really my favorite answer. It's uh, Rav Hutner, Rav Yitzchak Hutner, the Rashiv of Chaim Berlin. I learned in Chaim Berlin myself for many years, so, uh, and I have an affinity towards the Torah of Rav Hutner, and I think you'll see why I do in a minute. I think somebody alluded to this before, but how do you understand the Benini? Did anyone ever take statistics in school? Okay, so statistics means that, you know, what's the probability? Like if I, if I roll a dice, what's the probability that I'm going to get a six? There's, there's a science to figure out the exact probability of anything that might happen. And it's, it's very, you know, important for scientists and people to know probability because it really affects everything in life. You want to know what the probability of, you know, if you drive at a certain uh, rate, like uh, at a certain speed, the accidents that might happen. What's the probability of planes, chas v'shalom, having an accident? Or all these things are very relevant to, to society at large. Probability is very important. What's the probability? You ever stop and think about this, Bainani? 
this Bainini, what's the problem? I have exactly, after a long year, I have 12 months of the year, and out of a long, long year of 354 and a, and a quarter days, I do many mitzvahs every day. Hopefully I don't do as many averis, but if I do, what's the chances that it's exactly 1,000? Anyone remember how many mitzvahs and averis I said before? Okay, you got it. 1,775 mitzvahs or 1,775 averis? Okay, that was good. Um, 1,775 mitzvahs versus 1,775 averis. What is, what's the probability that that will happen? And not just that that will happen. It might, it's possible that it will happen to maybe one, one Jew in the whole world, but that it could happen to more than one Jew. I don't think a, a scientist would say or a statistician would say that that's too probable. I don't know. It's probably like one in a billion. And, but yet... What's going on in the world? We, all of us, we're all like enraptured with this Asarisim Tshuva, and we're going to Shiurim, and we're, uh, we're giving tzedakah, and we're, uh, and we're doing all types of, uh, you, know, you know, speeches, and, and then we're going to do Yom Kippur, and, and, and Shabbos Tshuva Drashas, and all this. For what? Like, most people in the world are either Risham or Tzaddik, and they either have more Averis or more Mitzvahs, and they were already finished Rosh Hashanah. This is all, like, extra credit. This is the bonus round. For one person in the world, you have a Sarasim for this one Bainini, this, this, this Bainini that's like a, statistician, a, st- a statistical impossibility. Anyone ever think about that? Did that ever bother anybody? What? It did? Okay. okay. Good. That's good. So what? It bothered Rav Hutner. Why? But if you're, if you're so used, little, like, no one knows But if we're talking math, right? We're talking mathematics. The Rambam says that if it's if you have more zuchosim, you have more mitzvot, then you're a tzaddik. You have more abeiris, then you're a rasha, right? And if you have 50-50, you're a baini. That's the, that's, right? That's the working uh, definition that we have of a baini. How many people is 50-50? How many people in the world is 50-50? Nobody. So what's going on? What are we doing these scales thing? What, what's the game that we're playing? What? No. You don't know who you are, but that's, but, but that's not a Benini. A Benini is, it seems, somebody that has 50-50. I mean, if you know it, then great. If you don't know, you still have to, like we said before, you still have to go through a Sarasimei Shuba. But I'm just asking a very simple question. What, we're making such a big deal about this Benini. It, there is no Benini in the world. There's one guy, maybe. No, you're, no, Roshana, once Roshana came, you're either Tzadik or Rosh, you're done. Okay, so because of this question that's really troubling, Rav Huttner says that we have to re-examine, redefine what is a tzaddik, what is a rasha, and what is a benoni. Because if you don't, then we're just going to be children the rest of our life, you know, going with this, you know, this, this very basic uh, understanding of too many more mitzvahs than averis, more averis than mitzvahs, 50-50, but it doesn't really sit well because it doesn't, statistically, it doesn't really fit. So this is what Rav Hutner writes in his Pachid Yitzchak. I'm not directly quoting Rav Hutner, okay? If you want to see it inside, 
you can get a Pachidit Tzchak, you can read it, learn it, learn it by yourself. But uh, this is my interpretation of it, okay? I'm just giving you that as a disclaimer. The, he says like this. He says, we have to say a new understanding of what a tzaddik is and what a rush is and what a bainini is. He says a tzaddik is not somebody that's perfect, not somebody that wears a strimo and payas and like everything is, you know, everything. A tzaddik means somebody that has declared that I want to do good in, in, in my life. I want to be close to Hashem. I want to daven well. I want to be a good, a good daughter, a good talmidah, a good sister, a good mother, a good, a good friend. I want, to, I, want to, I want to do everything right. I want to be a good person. That's a tzaddik. A tzaddik is somebody... It doesn't mean... The Pasuk says, Ki Adam ain't tzaddik Even a tzaddik sins sometimes. Tzaddik messes up sometimes. It doesn't mean that you're not a tzaddik. It just means that you messed up. It means that you're a human being. But a tzaddik means somebody that really is, affirms that I am a tzaddik. I am righteous. I want to be a righteous person. I want to be a good person. I want to, I want to do Hashem's will. And that's what I want. That is my major in life. My major in life is I'm a tzaddik. A Russia is somebody who is an avowed Russia. He's, I don't care. I don't care about Hashem, I don't care about mitzvot, I don't care about Torah, it's like I'm not, not interested, I'm not down for that, too difficult, I'm going to enjoy this world, going to you know, take my chances with the next world, I'm not interested, I am a Russia, that's what I, that's what I am. Might be a very nice person, but just as far as his relationship or her relationship with Hashem, not really in touch with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not, not, not eager to be an Ebed Hashem, just basically on the other side of the spectrum. When we speak about a benoni, when we speak about mechzas chusim and mechza avinus, it does not mean 50-50. It does not mean that there is the exact same number of mitzvahs and averas. No. What it does mean, what it does mean is that a person vacillates. Anyone know what the word vacillate means? It's a fancy word. Vacillate means like... Uh, it's like, you know those fans in, in camp, sometimes you have it goes back and forth. They, go, they start over here, and then they'll blow over here, and then they'll blow here, then go back and forth. I think that's called an oscillating fan, right? But it's the same idea as a vacillating. Vacillate means like you blow hot and cold. You're, you're one day this, you're one day that. You're undecided. You know, they're, like in, in politics, there are people that are Republicans, there are Democrats, and there's undecided. I don't know. I, I, don't, I haven't decided whether I'm a Republican or a Democrat. I'm not sure. Many, and many people are like that. There are many people that are undecided, always. That's who the politicians always like, are trying to get because you know, the Republicans will always vote for Republicans. But you have to win over the hearts and minds of the undecideds. A Bainani is somebody that, in Yeshiva I said on Shabbos a similar thing, and I, I said, is basic, a bain, but I don't want to say it to you because I, I, see, I look around the room and I see all Tzedkaniyot. But I, what I say to my Talmidim and Yeshiva is that a Bainani is you and me. Because a Bainani is somebody that we have ups and downs. Some days we want to be a tzaddik. Some days we really we get up for davening and we're learning and we're on fire. We're like, you know, from and we're, 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 we're makbid on lachnara and we're machsam lapib and we, we do everything right. And some days we wake up and not in the mood. You know, just not in the mood and I burned out and like... 
I don't really want to daven, and uh, not, you know, I don't want to learn, I want to go to school today, I want to, uh, uh, you know, or you want to, you know, do things that, you know, that are inappropriate, some days you want to do things that are appropriate, that's what a bainini is. A bainini is somebody that is mechzal mechza. They're not clear what they want to be in life. They're not sure. I want to be a tzaddik, but sometimes I want to be. I want to leave my options open. I don't want to just be a tzaddik. That's no fun. I don't want to be a rushi. I don't want to be that person that's a rusha. But some days I want to be a good guy. Sometimes I want to be a bad guy. Sometimes I want to be up. Sometimes I want to be down. And and that's a bainini. A bainini has not yet declared their major. I don't know if anyone here is doing college, but you have to like you know. There's a major, and then and then you have to declare. They're, you know, they give you a semester or two to figure it all out. But there comes a point that you have to declare your major. You have to say, okay, I'm a psych major. I'm a you know I'm a business major. I'm a whatever. If you don't declare your major, what are you doing? You have to figure it out. You have to declare once and for all at one point what your major is. Aserasimei tshuva is a time, it's not a time to do more mitzvahs or less averas, because that would be going back to our definition that we started with, that it's the scale, 50-50, perfect balance, and you have to add, just throw another mitzvah into the, into the side that, you know, and that'll tip the scales. That's, that doesn't, didn't make sense to us so much. But now it does. Because if it's not about the number of mitzvahs, it's not about, oh, you have to tip the scales. I might have had more mitzvahs in Tavshim Bebez and Tavshim Be- than, than Averis, but I'm still a Bainani. Why am I a Bainani? Because I haven't really decided, I haven't declared yet that I am a Tzaddik. I'm keeping my options open. I'm a Tzaddik, I'm Russia. Tzaddik hyphenated Russia. Back and forth. And never deciding. And that's so many people in the world. Most of the people in the world are like that. We're not always good. We're not always good. We're good. We're fine. But like we're not, we have not declared that we're a tzaddik. And the Avedah, the task of a Jew, every Jew in the world, on, during this time of year, during Aserah is to say, I don't want to be a Bainan anymore. I don't want to be this vacillating, blowing back and forth and back and forth. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. I can't do it anymore. It's just exhausting to always be on this roller coaster ride of not knowing what I am. I don't know if I'm a tzaddik or a rasha ever. I want to be a I want to be a tzaddik, and tshuva is the only thing that you could do. That's what tshuva is. Tshuva is a declaration that I'm coming back before Hashem, and I am saying to Him, I want to be a tzaddik. That's all I want. There is one thing that I want, Hashem, in life. Shifti bebeis Hashem. I want to sit in the house of Hashem all the days of my life, and to get the to bask in the in the glory of Hashem. That's what I want. That means that you're saying I am a tzaddik. All I want to do in life is to be a tzaddik. That is what the Rambam means, says Rav Hutner, That there's only one thing to do during our service There's one mitzvah that you could do. Why not a hundred mitzvahs? Why not six hundred and twelve other mitzvahs? No, no, no. It's not about numbers. It's not about statistics. It's about what? It's about declaring that I'm a tzaddik. I do not want to be a Russian, not even for a minute. I want to be pure. I want to be clean. I want to be able to know that I am a tzaddik. That's who I am. To myself, to my friends, and most importantly to Hashem, he should look at me like a tzaddik. He knows that I'm on his team. I, I, I do for him. My life is dedicated for him. Every day we say in davening, 
Melech Hafez Bachayim Bachasvenu Bachayim Bachayim Write us in the Book of Life. Why? Lemancha Elikim Chayim. The life that I want to dedicate myself for is a life of Lemancha. Lemancha means for you, Hashem. I'm directing my life for you. What does that mean? Everything that I do is for Hashem. When I eat, it's for Hashem. When I sleep, it's for Hashem. When I, when I play ball, it's for Hashem. When I exercise, it's for Hashem. When I learn, it's for Hashem. When I die, everything is dedicated to Hashem. That doesn't mean you, we can't enjoy it ourselves. That's the most beautiful life. But it's a life that's dedicated to Hashem. That's what a tzaddik is. And the Aveda of these days, Vasar Smechuva, is to make that decision once and for all that I'm coming back to you, Hashem, I'm doing tshuva, and I do not want to play the games that I've been playing in the past anymore. I don't want to go back and forth. I want to be an absolute tzaddik, and that's who I am, and that's it. And I'm not, I'm not going back. Why are we abandoning? Oh, you mean in, in Tavshin Pei Dalad? Yeah, the next year. So then, because, because, you know why? Because... Very often what happens is, unfortunately, as the year progresses, you know, if I would give this year in, uh, you know, maybe in Hanukkah time or, or in the summertime, maybe you would not have your question because maybe you realize that I tried, I really wanted to be a tzaddik, but I got back into my, into my old ways a little bit and now I'm back abandoning you. That, again, but that doesn't mean that retroactively, you know, we, the way it works with tshuva is that if Hashem sees that we're sincere in our declaration, our decision, then that's it. That HaTadosh Baruch Hu could testify that we're legitimately tzaddikim. If later on in the year things change, that means we're human. But it doesn't mean that we fake Hashem out. If we're genuine about our declaration to be a tzaddik now, then that is all that matters. Hashem judges us by Asher Husham right now, in this place, on Yom Kippurim, and we're standing before Hashem with our machzorim and, you know, and, and davening and crying, that is the most important moment in our life. Because we're coming back to Hashem, we're saying, I don't want to be a bain anymore. Not, I don't want to have 50-50 mitzvahs for I want to, I don't want to be back and forth. I don't want to be on this roller coaster ride of never knowing how I'm waking up tomorrow morning, never knowing what mood I'm going to be in. And based on my mood swings, you know, whether or not I'm going to be good or bad, I want to be purely Surely good. Do I have five more minutes? I want to end with a with a story, beautiful story. Um, did anyone ever hear of Ravosner? Ravosner was one of the great Paiskim in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, in Bnei Brak. Um, and he he was nifter a few years ago. Uh, he literally he wrote Chuvot, like you know, like there's a whole shelf full of his Chuvot psalms called Shevet Levi. And um, anyway, what happened was that I sort of messed it up, but I'll, I'll, hopefully you'll forget that I just said that. But there was a, let's go back in time. There was a woman in Vienna, Austria. There was a girl, a girl in Vienna, Austria. Vienna is like a, it's a very major uh, cultural center in Europe. And they have like very big opera houses and very big, you know, plays, like a Broadway type of situation there. And there was a girl who was very talented in, in high school. Um, and she had a beautiful voice, and she danced, and she had you know, one of these multi-talented girls in every, in every department. And um, 
and she was, you know, in Beis Yaakov, she was like it. She was doing all the Beis Yaakov production. She was, uh, uh, you know, the head of the head of production, head of dance, head of head of music, head of singing. Everything she, everything was her because she was really talented. But you know, you always think, okay, she's she's very talented. It's like yeshiva guys. You know, they're great in basketball. That doesn't mean, you know, just because they're in yeshiva, great in basketball, doesn't mean they're joining the NBA. You know, it just means that you know they're good locally. This girl apparently was so talented that she got the attention of non-Jewish talent scouts that were looking for, like, young talent. And they found that they came to one of the productions and they approached her right afterwards because she did such an amazing job that we want to hire you to sing uh, in the opera houses and in the, in the theaters of, of Vienna, which is where she lived. And, you know, so most of us would say, all right, listen, I can't, okay, I'm not, it's Kalisha, I'm not going to do it, it's not possible. She, this girl, it was an Isayan, it was a challenge. It was because she loved singing, she loved entertaining, and this was really her secret dream. She wanted to do it, and, you know, so she went home to her parents and she said, listen, you know, I love you very much, I know what I'm going to say is going to be very hurtful to you but I really would like to, uh, to join, you know, what this agent is inviting me to join, and they're going to pay me a lot of money. We'll be able to be wealthy now. We don't have to live so frugally. We don't have to, it'll be, you know, it'll be a, a, game, a game changer for our family. And, you know, and this is what I want to do. I want to be famous. I want to be, you know, I want to, I want to shine. So the parents were like, beyond them. They, they were besides themselves. They were very righteous people, and this was like so anathema to them. They, like, they, they, this was like their worst nightmare. But the father was smart. He didn't like just start screaming. And he says, you know what? I understand what you're saying. I respect you. Uh, let's go to the rub. Let's go to the rub. Let's talk it over the rabbi. So, you know, the, ra- the, the local rabbi was a very big, a big Talmud Chacham, and he, they brought their daughter in, and the rabbi was a very smart man as well, and he didn't, you know, he didn't want to like right away start like being rude to her, or like being very, you know, confrontational. He understood her, he listened to her, and but he saw that he wasn't whatever he was trying to say to her wasn't was not making any any uh, having any impact on her. And he says, you know what, the Kapishnitzer Rebbe is in town. The Kapishnitzer Rebbe was one of the great gedolim of the Hasidic movement. Uh, you know, he's a big tzaddik. I, I, I can't have an... I, obviously, I'm not making an impression on you. Go take your daughter to the Kabbishan Tzorev, and maybe he can influence your daughter, and so she would change her mind. So they went to the Kabbishan Tzorev. The Kabbishan Tzorev, again, listened to the daughter, and he heard her, and he understood. And he had no... He can't, you know... Sometimes he just can't say anything. He said, I can't really say anything to you, because I understand where you're coming from. It makes sense. I mean, on so many levels, this is what you feel you want to do. He says, but I could promise you one thing. That one thing is that if you don't do this, if you don't make this decision, make this move, and instead you just, you know, stay on your way, just stay from, you know, don't, then you will have a son. You will have a son that will be world famous and he will take all the fame and the glory that you were supposed to have but you're giving it over now to your son. He's going to be one of the greatest rabbis in the entire world. Everybody will know his name. 
And when she heard that, like it resonated and, you know, and she said, she thought about it a couple of days and she said, okay, I'm not going to do it. And she told the agent that she's going to take a pass. Now, a big rabbi went to the city of Vienna a couple of years ago, not so long ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And, and they always have in, in these cities, they have like a ledger book, a book of like the chronicles of what happened in the city. And this story was brought and, and it had the names of the father and the mother and uh, of, uh, it had the names of, yeah, of the father and the mother of this girl. It had the name of this girl. And, and it says this whole story. So this rabbi in Israel found this story. He said, like, I want to do some research. I want to find out, like, who, like, who, did it come true? Like, who is this kid? Who, like, did she get married? Did she, they did research, and they found out that this mother, this, this girl who was so talented, she got married to a from man, and they had a child. His name was Shmuel. And Shmuel became Reb Shmuel Halevi Vosner, this great Pisic that I, I said to early that how great he was. But that, he became the Galadar. And when she was asked, uh, and that when, somebody, you know, when somebody came to Reb Shmuel Vosner and asked him, is this story true? Is this true? Like, do you know? He says, I don't know. I never heard it. I never heard it. My mother, if it's true, she never told me. But... Every time, I guess it was rare, but like if I ever like was going to yeshiva a little bit late in the morning, I got, you know, got a late start, she says, she would start like raising her voice at me and she was saying, she would say to me, she says, why aren't you learning? She says, do you have any idea what I gave up for you? And I never understood what that meant, he said, but now I do. And the reason why I wanted to bring this story to you is because we all make decisions in life. And our decisions have to be the decisions that are, that are the right ones. Because our life, whatever will happen in the future, when you're you know, your teacher's age, when you're your parents' age, and your grandparents' age, it's all pretty much dependent on the decisions that you're making at this stage in your life, right now. In this room, right now, the decisions that you're making right now at this stage will affect everything. Everything. These years of your life, this year in particular, but you know, more or less these years, your entire you're going to deter- will determine what you're going to be doing, you know, with your life, career-wise, professionally, who you're going to marry, what type of person you're going to marry, the type of family you're going to start, the type of children that you will Hashem, raise someday. All of this is being determined by the decisions that you make now. And spe- very specifically, very literally now, during Aserasim Shuba, with like, you know, a little bit over 24 hours till Yom Kippurim, these are the times that we are being judged and we have to sit and think or stand and think or take a walk and think, whatever way we do our thinking the best, and try to say how this year, this coming year, which is such a, a year so filled with promise in Mitzvah Hashem, and Mitzvah Hashem will be a year that's filled with smachot and mazel and bracha and everything that we daven for. It's all being judged as we speak by our determination that we want to be righteous. That we want to be tzaddikim and tzedkaniyot. That's all right now. That's what Hashem is judging as we're sitting here right now, as we're standing here, as we're thinking. And it's not a very big deal. Tshuva 
The Chavetz Chaim used to say, it's very easy. It's not like such, it's not rocket science. People make it out like it's so hard to do tshuva. At least maybe for somebody that's, that grew up not from and for them to, you know, change everything, that, that's probably very, very difficult. But if you grew up religious and now it's just this type of tshuva that we have to, like, decide whether we, you know, want to beat Sadiqim or we want to remain as Bainanim, it's not that hard. It's just a matter of saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I want to be with you. I want, to, I want to be on that side. I want to be on the tzaddik side. And I don't want to do this every day something different thing or every hour something different. I want to really try to, you know, to, to, to smoothen those, those bumpiness, the bumps in the road a little bit and make sure that my life is a lot smoother, that my Lashon Hara, being Makbin on Lashon Hara is a lot more consistent and then my being nice to my parents a lot more consistent and my being a good friend to people and a loyal friend and a, and a devoted friend is more consistent. My davening is more consistent and my... my class time is more consistent and like all of these things it's just a matter of consistency but it's a matter of deciding and when we make a good decision now then Amir Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu will look down from Shamayim and he will give us Bezos Hashem a Gemar and a wonderful new sweet wonderful Hafshem Pei